Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Honest Human Resources Podcast. This is your host, me, Matthew Kirby, and today we're going to be talking about some of those HR certs. I had a few inquiries or a few people comment on my social media asking about, you know, hey, Matt, you know, what are some of those certs that I should be looking out for, uh, getting, trying to attain? Do they make a difference? Is it just clout? You know, what's the deal with them? You know, whether you're in HR or not. So I'm choosing to focus this episode on specifically the HR search. So I'm going to break it down into kind of a part one and part two. I don't just want to talk about HR search as a whole, but I'll also focus another episode on non-HR search. So like IT and other fields as well. I was thinking about what to name and what to call this episode and just didn't want to do like HR search. So I'm thinking about calling this, you know what, I'm calling this episode search, search, cert it up. And this is going to focus again on HR related search. Let's not get confused. I'm going to be talking about what some of those certs are, what they mean. Some of y'all may be familiar with a lot of these already, which is great. Others may even have some. So I appreciate your feedback on this episode as well. So I want to make sure that we focus on what those certs are. I'm not going to get into course prep and how to get them and all of that stuff. That could be another episode, but I at least want to make you all aware of what some of those HR-related certs are. So I'm going to be talking about two main organizations that are important in our field, so Arabian HR, so SHRM versus HRCI. So both of those are not only uh, recognized human re- resources-related organizations, but they also offer testing and certification as well. I'm going to talk about not only what they have to offer in terms of search, but also get into a little bit more about, well, what does that mean practically? You know, what stage or what level or, you know, when should I go and get this kind of thing? I'm also going to give you my take on these as well just giving you some real experience and, you know, talk about what some of those implications are and if they help people get jobs over folks that don't have them, et cetera. I'm going to mention a few what I'll call honorable mentions in terms of certs that are still HR-related but kind of outside of the whole SHRM and HRCI certs because those are more of the popular ones. And then I'm going to go over, and I was just doing a little bit of, uh, polling, I'm going to go over what folks think some of the most popular certs are, just so you can get not only my perspective, but what actually is out in the streets there in terms of the certs and everything. And then again, focusing on why these certs are important, do they matter, and then I'm going to head out. So let's talk about HRCI versus SHRM. What are these organizations? Like I was mentioning briefly before, these are two of the more popular and the larger CERT-related professional organizations in HR. Way back when, I'm going to give you some history here, probably within the last decade, they actually split. So HRCI used to be a part of SHRM. And specifically during that time or during those years that they were together, HRCI was the section or the portion of SHRM that was acting as its testing body. 
so in a sense, what had happened was Sherm had cut ties with HRCI, even though, and this has been way before I got here, even though HRCI has been around with context inside of Sherm for about 40 years or so. You know, like I was saying earlier, this was the main testing kind of body or sub-organization in SHRM that, you know, helped people get the SHRM search. Supposedly, there was some issues going on with, you know, our the search by HRCI based in competency or competency enough. You know, is it really getting those and getting at the type of knowledge that one would need to get a cert? Is it doing too much too soon? Is it too diverse? Is it this? Is it that? Is it whatever the case it is? So what I look at this relationship as is you kind of know how, and this is probably true for most of us, you kind of know how you grew up in mama and them house, and you get to a point where you're like, I'm growing, I'm growing, I got to get out of here. Or you know what, ma, you holding me back. And then the parents be like, all right, well, when you get your own place and you get your own bills that you pay, you can do whatever you want. So I feel like in this case, Sherm was the parent and HRCI was the kiddo that grew up, young adult, quasi-adult, fake adult, whatever you want to call it. And Sherm was like, I don't know why this popped up in my head, but Sherm was kind of like how uh, Felicia Rashad was in that uh, Drake video, that music video. I forget the name of it, but Sherm was probably like, you know, when you go, make sure you leave. Or y'all know how that saying goes. Y'all the experts. So that's kind of how they broke up. And, again, this was this was some time ago, you know. And I think looking at it nowadays and looking at it perhaps from most HR professionals' perspectives, Sherm is kind of like old faithful, right? Sherm has been around a long time. You know, their certs, and I'll get into this shortly here, you know, it's either this or that. Right, it's either the senior version or the non-senior version. It's real simple, two of them to choose from. And HRCI is kind of like the new hotness. HRCI certs are more diverse in the sense that you can get international-related certs, certs for specifically California, certs that reflect, you know, whatever level that you're at, certs for folks that's not even HR. So, in a sense, HRCI expands from SHRM to offer more diversity and more, arguably, even more value in terms of the search that they offer. But here's the thing. Does the average person, and I'll even pick on my field, does the average person HR familiar with HRCI's search? We'll talk about it. Talk about it. So, Let's go ahead and get into what SHRM offers in terms of their search. As I was mentioning before, SHRM is real old school. It's really this. It's really that. It's kind of quid pro quo. Only two of them to choose from. Make up your mind. You know how you have that person that you go out to eat with, and they just be taking all their time, picking from the uh, menu, and y'all know. Y'all been to this restaurant a million and one times. So I'm going to make up your mind for you because SHRM keeps it real simple. So. The first cert that 
SHRM offers or that someone can work on obtaining is what's called the SHRM CP exam. Before I get into this SHRM, and this is kind of the backdrop for how SHRM works, I think this is important to note. So SHRM, their whole idea is their certs are not only competency-based, but really in a sense, they kind of suggest you should get this cert based on kind of like your function in HR or what you do. So when we think about what the SHRM CP cert is, it's primarily focused and for individuals in operational roles. So when you think about, you know, what the hell are operational roles at HR, especially if I'm not an HR, think about folks who kind of work on implementing policies or serving as like a point of contact, like HR coordinator, HR admin, uh, really being that liaison, folks in recruitment, folks that really focus their time and their day-to-day on those HR operations. So we aren't talking about high level or really strategic roles in this. So think about those roles that focus on the, the right now in the organization versus the future. Whereas, and here's how the SHRM SCP cert works, it's more geared towards those quote-unquote senior level or more experienced HR folks or just folks in general if you want to shoot your shot and try to get a, a senior level uh, HR cert. But this this is the cert that's more tailored to and more kind of more specific to folks who've been around a little bit. You know, been in HR for a little while. You know, they perhaps, let's just say, started off on the operations side, and maybe now they are it's something more strategic. You know, maybe they're focusing on developing different policies or different strategies, you know, really kind of overseeing those and overseeing the general execution of those HR operations, really deep diving and getting to, into those performance metrics, you know, talking about and brainstorming and masterminding those HR strategies and goals. So when you think about people like that, think of like HR managers, directors, HR business partners, really, really strategic folks and folks who are more visionary, or they should be, I'm going to do another episode on that, but should be more high level and focus on the future of the organization versus the present. And like I was saying, really SHRM simplifies it in the sense that they focus on more so what you do on the day-to-day and also has a huge subtone or undertone, or y'all know what the word is, focus on those behavior competencies. And that's it. That's it for sure. You know, that's that's what they got. You know, a lot of people got either or, and, you know, they, they've been doing it like that for a while. So, you know, it's one of those things where if you're like, hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, then those SHRM certs are definitely something to look into and dig into a little bit deeper on how to obtain. All right. Now, as far as HRCI, this is going to take a little bit longer because I really want to make sure that I hit on a lot of these different kind of points. And as I was saying before, HRCI has way more certs than sure. You know, I think, and I'll count these 
after I talk about them, but I think at least HRCI has about four times the amount of search that SHRM offers. So here's how I'll do it. I'll kind of break it down into beginning career, mid-career, and advanced. I think that's the easiest way to, to do it. For those who are beginners, whether you got your first HR-related cert, whether you're not in HR, but you kind of want to learn a little bit more HR in the sense of being certified in something, HRCI has two kind of beginner or entry-level certs for HR and, you know, really for anybody, and that's called the Associate Professional in Human Resources. So we shorthand that and call it PHR. So a lot more folks may be familiar with PHRs, so SPHR, APHR, which is this in that case. So PHR is how I'm going to refer to it. It's funny how they kind of subclassify they search because it's like, and as I'm going through this, you'll see this, is like they have a domestic version and a international form version, kind of like whips in the garage, you know. So this APR, this beginning cert, there's one for domestic, that's what I'll call it, APHR, and there's one for APHRI. And basically anything with the I on it is essentially the same kind of cert as the domestic one, but it's more geared towards, in terms of a testing perspective and prep, it's more geared towards that international context of HR. So two types of beginner certs in HRCI, that's the APHR and the APHRI. The next, mid-level, all right, we're leveling up a little bit. Let's just say, you know, you kind of outside of the one to two years, maybe even one to three years, you know, borderline three to five years. You've been in HR for a little bit. You got an idea of, you know, what you're doing. Let's just say you graduated, quote-unquote, from the grunt work, you know, the ash and trash type of work in HR, and you're kind of getting to that point to where, you know, hopefully your manager is considering you for that kind of bump, you know, generalist, whatever the case may be. For folks, and I like to tell my clients this, if you kind of been in HR for three to five years and you're thinking about getting the cert from HRCI, you want to consider getting your PHR. And, again, a lot of folks are definitely more familiar with this in terms of the acronyms and just in terms of, you know, seeing it on people's LinkedIn and all that. Like I said before, there's a domestic version and a foreign version of this, international version. So you got the PHR and the PHRI. And this is, like I said, for those folks who, you know, been in the been in the game a little bit longer. And there's a cert for you, so you're not left out. And I want to make a special note and special mention for this. This particular cert that I'm getting ready to get into before I get into the uh, advanced stuff, is specifically for California. As anyone knows, especially in HR and anyone can guess, and especially being a resident out here in California, we are so far advanced in the future in the sense of HR laws, HR policies, best practices, precedents, all of that good stuff that California is I think the only state, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, if y'all have 
state-specific HR search for your state, comment below in the show notes. Send me an email, honesthumanresourcespodcast at gmail.com. But California's HR laws are just smoking everybody right now. We are, I would say, and I'll be conservative in this approach, but we are at least five years ahead of everybody. So this cert that HRCI offers specifically for California is what's called the PHRCA, and that's specifically tailored to California laws. No, you don't have to be a resident in California to get this. A lot of y'all's companies and jobs, nine times out of ten, have a location or satellite office or could be even headquartered out of California, so tech companies and all that. This is something to definitely consider getting. This is going to be one of the things on my go-to list for this year because it's it's one of those things where if you can get certified and arguably, and I'll use this in air quotes, master California HR law, oh, you in there. You in there. You smoking the game because, man, it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot in terms of just how forward HR laws are. And it's one of those things where I feel like other states crack on California, but be low-key type taking notes down and implementing policies and whatnot. So I'm definitely recommending and encouraging, at least for those who stay in California or work with any California-based employers, to heavily consider looking into that one. All right, so aside from the one-offs, because I know California is in a league of their own, you have the certs that are now for folks who've been in the game for a while. I like to say, and just to give you kind of a reference, for folks who've been in HR for more than five years plus, you know, you've been doing this for a while, you know, you might have had that progressive experience in terms of being an HR generalist or being an HR manager or regional person or whatever the case may be. As always, from HRCI, there's a domestic and there's a foreign or international version of this. So you have what's called the SPHR and the SPHRI. Go figure, right? So, again, those are for folks who really, and this is what they want, because I didn't even get into yet about how they will both share HRCI will verify your experience and credentials and background and all that. You know, it's not a theme where, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong for folks that aren't in HR, but it's not a theme where any old body can just go cop a cert, you know, like Six Sigma or, you know, cop TIA or Salesforce administrator or Leo or whatever the case may be, you know, they really will look and make sure at least you qualify for it because SHRM and especially HRCI, they're not afraid to be like, nah, not yet. But at least they'll suggest another one, so keep that in mind. And last but not least, before I kind of get into my take about this, the last cert from HRCI that you can get or the last option I'm going to put this in the same boat as the SPHR and SPHRI. It's what's called a Global Professional in Human Resources, so a GPHR. How about that? 
And there's only one type of that. You know, the context is obviously global, so international only. I've come across a few colleagues, and this isn't the average, at least for my colleagues that I know in HR, but you have those folks out there that, whereas the regular, I'll call it, international HR search that we talked about is geared towards folks who have worked in or have a context of working in HR for like one other country. The GPHR is really for that professional or those people that do a lot of cross-border HR that deal with a lot of things in various countries all at the same time. So had I stayed, and this reminds me of my opportunity when I was at uh, Citibank back when I was in the DMV, in the HR department, I had the chance and the opportunity to work with the main HR person that oversaw hiring and acquiring not only C-level professionals, but from an international perspective. And we worked with hiring folks from Ireland and Australia and Germany and you know, the list goes on and on. So she actually had a GPHR, which is very highly specialized. You know, I'm not going to say, you know, one trumps the other in that sense where, you know, if you only have a cert that ends in I from HRCI, that it's not going to be as valued and as worthy as someone who has a GPHR. And I really want to make sure you clarify that. And that you know going forward. So when you kind of look at them, and you're like, well, you know, what's the what's the difference between GPHR and you know PHRI and SPHRI and you know this, that, and the third? It's literally the difference of practicing and using those HR-related skills that you have in multiple com- countries. So two or more versus one. And that's that's really what it's all about, you know. Something very highly specialized. It's not the common search. So that's it. That's all for HRCI. That was that was a lot. I told y'all, you know, HRCI is kind of like you know the new kid or the kid that got out their parents' house. You know, they have a have a lot more to offer, and they aren't as quid pro quo as Sherm is. And you can see how, at least from their perspective you see how those HR certs kind of grow with you as you grow and get more experience. So here's my take. Here's my hot takes. Here's my thoughts, opinions, and I'm going to address kind of a few of these questions that I've gotten before. You know, do really having these certs make a difference? If I'm not in HR, you know, should I get one? Is it worth it? You know, does having the cert make a difference in getting the job or not? Is it going to be enough to swing the uh, decision in a yay or nay? And then a very common question I get is, you know, how do I get my employer to sponsor me? I'm not trying to pay for one. I want them to pay for it. So what are some best practices and different ways to that? So here's a few things I thought and often say when I talk to people about these certs. Both organizations whichever one you choose to get your cert in, luckily on their website they have different tools and resources for you to kind of dig in and find out which HR cert from which organization works best for you. So whether it's uh, tools geared on there to 
you know, gauge your amount of experience. And they also have, it might be both of them. I know at least Sherm has it, but they have it to where you can kind of take like a quiz or something to see which HR cert best fits you. From an organizational perspective, both certs or both, um, yeah, both cert bodies, organizations, whatever you want to call them, they have different strengths. My bias slightly, and this is by hair, is geared towards HRCI a little bit more than SHRM, only because I like the diversity and I like how their certs, you can kind of grow with them and you can evolve with their platform. So I get their, I get their mindset, but I ain't going to play SHRM neither. You know, SHRM been around for a while. We talk about the average employer, the average person. SHRM is more recognizable. So if I say, hey, I got my HRCI, sir, you're going to be like, eh? What? Who that? So most people who have certs from HRCI, you hear them more so refer to it as the PHRs or the SPHRs, things like that. And I think just overall SHRM applies to the masses, like I was saying before. But again, you know, I, I got a crush on innovation and, you know, how diverse and international focused HRCI is. So I like how they're more international kind of friendly. And then also I feel like, you know, just playing devil's advocate again, you know, SHRM certs are more kind of more encompassing, if you will, right? There's only two of them where, like I said before, HRCI certs, they're more separate. They're more specialized, more diverse. So from a recruiting perspective, as you all know, I'm currently working in talent acquisition, have been for a while, and I see these kinds of different credentials and certifications on a person's background. Whether you're looking for a job or not, you've probably seen, and this is guilty probably most organizations, you've seen under that kind of preferred qualifications or experience or whatever, where they'll have a PHR or SPHR. Let's keep it real, keep it honest. I'm a human resource. That is a filtering tool. That's not to say that folks who don't have this cert can't be successful or can't qualify for the role. It's literally one of those things where a part of it, where a manager or a recruiter will take that as an extra filter to help narrow down that candidate pool. So in many aspects, you know, it, it could be good to get, you know, started up. Get your little something-something. Stand out a little bit more. Be one of those uh, search results on the first page of your LinkedIn or whatever job board we're looking for. Me personally, and my professional experience, when I looked at different candidates, you know, for HR positions that I filled over my career, has having a cert or not swung it or swayed me enough to refer a person to an HR manager versus not? No. And just this is based on my own recruiting style and things like that. I'm always giving a pitch for every candidate that I feel is qualified. Yes, cert is another 
layer or a level in a sense, but it's not to say that, oh, I'm going to treat this cert like I'm going to treat this law degree or, you know, passing the bar or having a, um, a MD or something like that. And I'm not going to get into it too much on this episode, but you know how you have them folks at your job and they over there 15, 20, 10, 25 years of experience, got all the certs and the alphabets in their name, after their name, in between their name, and they still don't be acting like they know what to do or what the job is or just be acting like they knew again? Come on. Come on. What are we doing here? What y'all doing? So, yeah, having a cert versus not having a cert, it isn't an end-all, be-all, but I do want to just give you that perspective from it. One of the things about folks who are perhaps interested or not in HR directly, I wouldn't recommend SHRM for any old body in that sense from a cert perspective. Instead, I would say, if anything, consider getting the APHR because it's more beginner-focused and friendly, and it's a cool way to get a, you know, get a get a certification. I was going to say for the low, but, you know, but relatively easy. You know, I think that's a good entryway to really see, you know, if HR is something that you want to do. If you want to leverage your non-HR career in an HR sense, you know, whether you're IT, marketing, business, transportation, whatever the case may be. Because at the end of the day, like I'm going to say, ooh, I'm rhyming. Nah, I'm just messing. You know, we're all human resources. Collectively, we all interact with humans. We all are humans. And it kind of helps to have some, some... (laughs) <laughs> some, some some formal knowledge, or at least from a certification standpoint, on really managing people. A lot of people kind of stray away and shy away from being people managers. But when you really kind of get down and dirty with managing people and different personalities and all of that stuff that comes with being a person, it's really a valuable skill set to have. It's more than just managing robots like in other fields. It's really managing those different personalities. So that's just my take on that. And then I'd be remiss if I forgot to mention this or address this about getting sponsorship, getting your employer to get one of these. Now, depending on your company, and they may sponsor both um, course and prep work, so booklets, uh, certification, training, or preparation classes, the cost of the exam, that's great. Stick with them. I know some of y'all and clients I'm even working with right now, some of y'all in these organizations where, you know, you want to head out for many different reasons, but they'd be willing to pay for you for a cert or you had the opportunity to get a cert, I don't know. You know, maybe this is just me, but, you know, before I left, if I could tolerate it, because everybody's situation different, 
I would consider letting them sponsor me and then heading out. I know. Employers not going to like that. I know. I know. I know. It's honest, though. It's real tone. A lot of people do it. But then you have those other employers, like even my current employer, where, you know, they'll go half. You know, they, they think about these things. You know, what if I pay for my employee to get a cert and then they just head on out? And I'm like, nah, nah, we ain't doing that. We're not about to get hoodwinked or get hit with the okie doke and they take our money that we put towards a cert and they're not even going to use this wealth of knowledge or new certification for our business interests. Nah, we ain't having that. So those types of organizations, they go 50-50. They go half. For example, my organization and this will be a 2020 thing for me, my organization will be like, all right, we're either going to pay for the exam or we're going to pay for the prep coursework. So in terms of like booklets, materials, classes, things like that. So either or, this or that. You either get your cake or your ice cream, but you ain't getting both. So that's kind of how my organization does it and a lot of organizations as well, so it would be worth your while to see what only, not only your managers take on that, but also what your organizations take on that. And who knows? I didn't even mention this yet, but who knows? It could be a thing, and I know organizations like this, where they do it more in a reimbursement-type fashion. So who knows? You pay for it up front, then you get it back. The only thing that I'll caution with that, and I'm kind of 50-50 on this whole reimbursement thing. It's all good and whatnot. It is what it is. But that reimbursement, that joint might get hit with taxes. So if you done kicked out about $500, you know, for uh, paying for a test, prep work, coursework, all that jazz, and your organization be like, yeah, I'm going to give you 500 back. And then by the time you look at that and they hit you with 378 or whatever your taxes come out to be, you know, just heads up, that might be a possibility as well. So here are a few honorable mentions, what I'll call them in terms of certs. I'm not going to dig into these a lot on this episode. And these are still HR related and some non HR related, but, um, one of the things that I've been aware of and kind of looking into myself is for like recruiters and talent professionals, there's a recruiting specific certified cert, <laughs> double positive, that's called RACER. And basically that gets into mastering certain recruiting methods, techniques, and things of that nature. So there's a RACER cert out there. There's a HRPM related cert out there which I'll just basically call it the fraternal twin of the PMP. That's my take on it. So there's one specific for that. We all know about the PMP. Well, if you don't, PMP is basically uh, for project management professionals. And there's one that everyone knows about, the PMP. And there's also an HR-related one as well. Then you also have your Six Sigma ones. So green, yellow, brown, that's another one. So keep in mind about those are some honorable mentions as well. And then last but not least, 
when I think about the top search and pulled a lot of people, PHR is arguably arguably the main one. And then you got the SCHR, and then you got your SERMs, your SERM certs. Try saying that five pounds fast. So those are just kind of the top ones. In terms of just taking the test, that's all it is. Yes, there's a qualification portion of it, but low-key, if you're a good test taker, you're not bound to these kind of years of experience guidelines that I've listed. But it's just to give you a give you a foundation. If you want to go and get the, the SHRM SCP at the top of the MOOC, or you want to go get the GPHR or the or the uh, SPHR, I go for it. Go for it. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Shoot your shot. I'm with you. I'll support you through it. So those are some of the top ones, as you can all imagine. And, yeah, that's it in a nutshell. I don't want to get too long-winded and too much into other certs. I'm going to save that for another episode. But I really hope this episode was helpful for some, inspiring. I hope it clarified a few things. And let's go out here and get these certs in 2020. I know I'm about to get mine. I'll get a couple of them, try to get them sponsored, and we're going to go from there. So please don't forget to follow me on all social media, when in doubt. Search it by Honest Human Resources Podcast. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, GroupMe, all of the above. And give me some feedback about this show. You want to be on the podcast? Send me an email to Honest Human Resources Podcast at gmail.com. You want to talk more about certs, career advice? Send me an email to Honest, Resor- Honest Human Resources Podcast at gmail.com as well. And then we'll go from there. Thought I was going to say something different, didn't you? So that's that's today's episode, y'all. That's it. That's all. I'm going to go ahead and finish playing in this San Francisco traffic a little bit. And then we're going to be Gucci. I got to go into work myself. So y'all be easy. Y'all be blessed. Keep it honest. Keep it real. And remember, we're all an honest human resource in more ways than one. And until next week, y'all. We'll do it again. All right. Talk to y'all later.